Hashtag SAFM Lifetime. All right, uh, thank you for joining us. We're joined right now by actor, director, playwright, uh, screenwriter, and um, supporter of uh, gender relations issues, uh, Mr. Silo Makigangube, as we talk about, uh, uh, you know, given the context that uh, young girls would be nurtured and, and given skills on how to become homemakers. And when it comes to young boys, do we give them skills on how to become um, homemakers? And, and could it be that the reason, the reason they fear marriage so much and feel rushed is simply because they don't have the skills? And uh, good afternoon and welcome, Mr. Makigangub. Uh, good afternoon, Chriselda. How are you? And thank you for inviting me. I and uh, good afternoon to the, to I, the I have listeners. to tell you that in everything that you have done, you must always remember that you'll always be our Archie. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that one, that one I don't even dispute. Yeah, good for you, good for you. dispute, You know, even this past weekend I had gone to a funeral in, the, um, in, in Port Elizabeth. Uh-huh. And uh, as I and people as well, you now go Archie, you now go Archie. Well, let's go back. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll forever remain. <laughs> That's just it. That's just mm-hmm. it. Let's go back to this. Um, it it truly is one of our tragic realities that we don't focus much on. Um, how we socialize our boys, especially in nurturing them to become homemakers. You know, the, the, I don't know, but the, the, I think there's, there's, a, the, the, there's somewhere as we are being raised, you know, uh, we actually just have a disconnect. Mm. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, when I grew up, I mean, I grew up basically, I mean, I was the firstborn, I'm the firstborn at home. Mm. So basically, household chores is something that I was taught from a young age, at the age of 11. Basically, I could, um, you know, in the pap up. I could, mm. you know, you know, uh, cook pap. And as time went on, and by age thirteen, mm-hmm. I basically was able even to bake cakes. Mm. You know, and and from making, you know, like baking, cooking pap. I, I was later, you know, you know, you graduate, yeah. and I mean, the, the 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 highest graduation is actually when you cook the Sunday meal now, mm, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, in some way, this is how we get raised because our mothers basically taught us, and as boys, you know, they will teach us all the. I guess maybe how to do the house chores and all those things. But it, I think it happens somewhere between, I guess, when you reach a certain, you know, and, and I remember when I, I was like kind of like late, um, my late teenage years, and then and, and I'm followed by, by by my sister. And my mother said, uh, from now onwards, how size are next, you know, your sister cannot have foreign deal. You know what I mean? Mm. So, I mean, in some way, there is that. And then from there on, then we actually now start developing this macho attitude. But the whole thing of raising, I think, boys, and I think from my own memory, and I mean, well, things probably are changing now, you know. But from, you know, and I remember at one stage, you know, telling um, my partner and saying, you know, the thing that I grew up, and I'm more comfortable actually 
dealing with house chores mm. than dealing with the garden. <laughs> <laughs> and there are, <laughs> you know, and there are ladies who are more comfortable. Rather than go and, you know, deal with the garden and all the outside chores. And there are ladies who are comfortable with doing, um, you know, outside chores more than they are comfortable with doing, uh, you know, in-house chores. And why do you believe is, is it that as a society, we automatically assume that, you know, a child has to, a boy child has to just focus on this and a girl child on that. You know, one of the things that we are forgetting, uh, Chriselda, is that, you know, when, 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 when the baby is being expected, mm. nobody attaches too much gender to the child. Mm. You know, uh, it, is, it is like, you know, we are expecting one, we are expecting a baby, and the baby gets born. And the baby will be a baby up until the point where now the baby, you know, gets around four or five, where they are actually beginning to be aware. And I think that is when the conditioning begins. Mm. You know, hey, yeah. you know, and and we 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 impose on this gender. Um, conditioning on them mm, mm. you know and even and, and i would say even as much as i was you know domesticated but there was also the you know the the the, the male side you know the the the, 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 the men side that was always being nurtured and it is nurtured by the environment mm. you know so, and i think and we're doing a terrible disfavor at the present moment that we, you know, we don't actually raise our children in such a way that they begin to appreciate life. Could it be that, uh, you know, some of these stereotypes are actually, um, they give rise to men fearing commitment? And I'm saying this in general terms because it is in majority. I think, you know, that that could be, that could be the thing. But also, you know, the, the thing is, I, I mean, you know, somebody, somebody had a very interesting, um, what is the definition of, of homophobia, mm. you know? And, 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 and the homophobia, sometimes when we look at it, we, 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 we attach, uh, what you call it, uh, we, are, we attach it to, you know, it's, it's the fear or, of, uh, you know, gay people and all that. Mm. You know, but there is a, I think there is a way that, um, in fact, there's this guy called, um, I'm, I'm actually going through my, my iPad now to try and get to this definition. And he, and he, this is how he defines um, um, homophobia. He says homophobia is a fear that other men will unmask us, Ooh. emasculate us, reveal to the world that we do not measure up, that we are not real men. We are afraid to let other men to see that fear. Fear makes us ashamed because the recognition of fear in ourselves, that we are not as manly as we pretend, that we are like the young man in a poem by Yeats, Mm. one that ruffles in a manly pose for all his timid heart. Our fear is the fear of humiliation. Wow. And, and, and the thing is, you, you know, the, I mean, and I know you, 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 you know, you're talking about the fear of commitment, you know, mm. and I don't think it is the fear of commitment. I think there is a, I remember when my, my, my late son, 
Uh, my late son, I think at 19, I learned that he's got four girlfriends. Of course. And I started a conversation with him. But was that automatic uh, or did you have to silence the man in you who was saying, you're a man? It's a, no, I had to silence. I, ah, I had to silence that because at that, that time truth. already, I mean, he's got four girlfriends. I've got four children with four different women. <laughs> and I had go. a different conversation with Let's him. Let's take a, a, a break, uh, pay the bills and um, hold that thought. Call Chris Salda now, 0891-104-207. We're taking your calls right now as we have a conversation with Mr. Siloma Kigangube, just looking at how we rush men into a marriage regardless of immaturity. And oftentimes, uh, because they don't know what to do uh, in marriage, uh, we nurture girls to be homemakers, um, but who then gives the wisdom uh, for our boys? And he's joining us uh, on the line right now and welcome your comments. Uh, before we took an ad break, we're reflecting mm-hmm. on this and I'm glad that you honestly responded to it, that uh, for most families, when, you know, my son has four girlfriends, it would be like, wow, you the man. And for a girl, it's a different word that we can't use on radio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, but the, 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 this thing, I mean, has got to, we've got to really look into our own basically makeup. And I think for me, you know, when I had my the conversation with my son, it was actually just, you know, coming to, 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 a, real, to, to, to a realization that, you know, if I don't have this conversation with my son, mm-hmm. we are going to perpetuate this kind of behavior, yeah. you know, and which we have actually come to accept as normal. And it is not normal. And I think for me, it is that other aspect that makes it impossible for even for for commitment mm. you know because on one hand you you've got this one you've got that one you've got this one you know and uh, you know i mean how do you choose but did you feel like you were equipped to have that conversation with your son i think at that time i was i, th- I think i you know i mean uh, I, I didn't feel it, it was not even a matter of feeling that i'm equipped mm. it was just a discussion that i had to have you know, and uh, and you know, and I, and I it, it basically for me, it was a discussion that I wished my father had had with me. Mm. You know, and I think one of the things that we are not actually taught, and uh, for me, it's also even for for females, as much as they are being brought to be homemakers, but I don't think a lot of women are being uh, whatever uh, taught to be um, aware of their makeup. Mm, mm. as females you know because marriage is not only about doing chores or doing things it is about how you interact with the other sure you know and when the two of you communicate how do you communicate how do you basically understand each other's roles in life what are some and, of the and, and when things are changing the way they are now, you mm. know, because you know, no, no, no more is the man the provider. Mm. You mm. know, how do you begin even to have a different conversation in the household? What are some of the misconceptions women have about men? And I'm not going to make you, uh, you know, the, the voice, the be and end it all uh, voice mm-hmm. for, for the male species, but just uh, to put into context why we find ourselves with this challenge of the inability to relate uh, to one another. You know, 
one of the things, one of the, I, I, I did a play, um, I worked on, workshopped a piece, a play in 1998 called Coming, which I've actually revived now. It was last year, you know, which was dealing with, um, you know, toxic and damaged masculinity. Mm, mm. You know, and um, I was intending at that time, after me doing that, I was going to be doing uh, the, the female version of the play. And the very first workshop, and one, first and only workshop that I had, there was one uh, sentiment that was expressed in that uh, workshop, and that was, ladies were feeling that men don't have feelings. Hmm. Yeah, but banna don't show the feeling. Do you blame the it women? It is not true. It is not true, Chriselda, uh, because if men did another, and there comes a time when the guy is like, hey, baby, come on, look at it. You know what? Talk to my hand. Uh-huh. Here with one another. And there comes a time when the guy is like, hey, baby, come on, look at it. You know what? Talk to my hand. Uh-huh. I'm another. And there comes a time when the guy is like, hey, baby, come on, look at it. You know what? Talk to my hand. Uh-huh. I'm not going to listen to you. You are the last person that I'm going to listen to. How do you continue to express your feelings when you're being spoken to like that? Ah. That is one aspect that when sometimes ladies don't, uh, what ladies don't realize that that's when the man starts stopping to express himself. Hmm. And so, we, we, we ladies want you to communicate, but they are the very first one to shut you up. Hmm. And demean whatever you are trying to express to them. So how do we bridge this? We really have got, you know, the thing for me is that, you know, that, that as I'm having conversations with young men at the present moment and teaching them also how to be able to self-regulate, you know, uh, and know that you don't own another person's body, mm. you know, there's got to be a conversation that I think mothers have got to have with daughters. And basically, and what I do when I have my sessions with younger men is actually explain our makeup as men. Mm. We look, this is how we operate. We think like this. We, we, we look at the world like this and we react to the world like this. But I mean, here's an opportunity. We have a wider audience. Help us out because... It really is a jungle out there. Um, the the Mars and Venus uh, situation has got us misunderstanding one another. Look, I, I mean, I can only, you know, at this present moment, less I, you know, I actually find myself, you know, being accused of, you know, other things. I can only <laughs> speak at this present moment by just saying, you know, like I say, when I speak to young men, mm. I explain to them, I say, look, this is how we are, we, are, we are made up. This is how we look at the world. First and foremost, we think because we are males, we have this power, we have this, and we think we own women or for this, for that. I mean, you know, we own their bodies. And, and, and what has been interesting is that when you ask a lot of young men, they said, if, what would you do if you find that your woman is cheating? Mm. The reaction is always, you, no. Uh, you know, you know, mm, uh, you know, mm, you, mm. and the thing is, and I say, but when you cheat, 
who makes you who does he actually make you see this or he will do this to you i said no no i'm a guy i said no 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 you are not a, i mean basically you cannot say because she has went out and had an affair now you think that you own her body you don't own her but like she doesn't own your body you know and these are the frank discussions that we have to have with young men and also that even if she has done that you know mm. um do you now have to be so angry that now you have got to go and harm them hmm. You know, and also if ever she decides that now she's got to end the relationship, for instance, yeah, that's another one. You and know, then you feel when, she must, you end, you must end his life. You must end her life when she ends the the, the you, you relationship. Know what I mean? But I and, guess but it also is, speaks to. But this is what to... I say to you. To, to, I said, here's what here's what one stupid thing that you don't realize, that if you decide that you are going to end her life when she ends the relationship with you. Look at what the, 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 the cumulative effect of what you have, you have done. Mm. Now you have closed yourself to every other single relationship that you could have had after her. Amen. Uh, let, let's take you know? a news break. Uh, when we return, we'd like to take your calls, your comments, uh, questions, 0891-104-207. And uh, you can also send us an SMS at 40938 as we reflect on men being rushed into marriages regardless of immaturity. Um, do we give boys enough nurturing on how to become homemakers? Call Criselda now, 0891-104-207. This is Amajen Samajida, uh, Men Talk, as uh, we focus on uh, male-related challenges and just looking at how we socialize and raise our boys um, in preparing uh, them for marriage. Uh, do we put unnecessary pressure on them and uh, these stereotypes that uh, uh, you know dictate that uh, women belong in the kitchen and uh, men belong uh, in the garden. Do they still exist? Uh, is they married to them? And joining us on the line is Mr. Siloma Kigangube as we take your calls on 0891. 104207 and uh, also welcome your WhatsApp voice notes. Please do um, ensure that you're standing at a place where uh, your WhatsApp message would be audible. I know that many of you complain that you don't play our messages, but some of them are not really audible on 0614104107 and also welcome your SMSs uh, on 40938 charged at 150. We are at SAFM Radio both on Twitter and Facebook. You can Hashtag us SAFM Lifetime Live, and this is SAFM Radio Leading Conversations. Uh, we have a message um, women men interaction. The women can be unfair. Women set standards and have expectation of men that uh, women themselves are not able to meet. Expect a man to buy her BMW X5 uh, when she only can afford a Dix. This is from Champ. Is this a part of the pressure that we're talking about, Mr. Gangobe? There's a pre- that, that's one of the pressures <laughs> <laughs> that that that, that mm-hmm. happened to guys. And that you don't guy have it, but you expect him to have it. it. Yeah, you you, you don't know. have the BMW, but you expect him to have it. Exactly, you know, and also, but I think you know, I mean, I mean, the, 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 I think for me, the, the, that is an easier route to you know to kind of like. Um, not want to engage into in, 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 into the complexity. Mm-hmm. Here's here's one thing: when we are being raised, we are not being 
all, I think both male and female, being prepared to be homemakers. Mm. We become first and foremost parents by accident. Sure. You know, we become parents because we engaged, you know, in sexual activity. Mm. It is not that we have been, you know, taken through the process of understanding that when we go into that sexual activity, these are the repercussions. And when you have these repercussions, this is how, for instance, now you got to respond you know, to, to, you know, to things. I, I remember, I mean, there's my other, other son, who is now 20. When he was 19, you know, I was listening to the other radio station, which on Fridays, they have um, a sex talk between 11 and 12. Mm-hmm. And I'd just gone with them into, I mean, he was 13 then, and the younger brother, 12, and the other one was uh, six. And we, as we came out, got into the car, Turned on the radio because I was listening to that station, and then, you know, there were there was this conversation on sex uh, on sex talk. I mean, I'm sure I can talk about you know ejaculation, and they were talking about ejaculation and all that and that that, and he asked me what is that, hmm. and for me that was the beginning of having a discussion. So when we're you know, listening to these conversations on radio, uh, use it to open the dialogue with, with your open sons, the conversation. with your children. You know, and then, and then the, basically like from then on, you don't even stop engaging. You know, you keep talking. And for instance, I mean, I remember also where, where I engaged him even more. It was after the Jeppy High School incident. You remember mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. there was this group of young men and one of them, I mean, he had just turned 14. And uh, there was one who was 14 years old, yeah. you know, and, 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 and for me, it is like, and for, you know, and I started having that conversation with him then. What was interesting was uh, now, I mean, just uh, I mean, last year we had a heated uh, discussion and he got all worked up. And he wanted to abandon the conversation. I said, you're not going anywhere, son. Mm. You're going to finish this conversation. No, but I can't talk now. I said, no, but we're going to talk. Mm. If it means take time to breathe and calm yourself down, that's what we're going to do. But it was I- only after a couple of you know, weeks, and he said, you know, hey, Baba, thank you for that day, because you taught me that. It is important that I don't actually allow myself to get worked up to a position that I'm out of control. Yeah. When I you know, mentioned that we're having this conversation with my male colleagues, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the immediate reaction was, yeah, they push us to marriage uh, way too quickly. How does a woman know that she's not ready? Look, I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, we've got to understand that, uh, you, you know, women are nest makers. They want to nest. You know, mm-hmm. and I think basically as guys also, we get to be, you know, as you, you, you are saying that uh, do we get, but I guess, you know, with, 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 um, with women, there is a, I think I would say maybe a very in, innate um, response to that, you know, because it's, I mean, when you talk about m- marriage, it's all about having a home, raising children, mm. you know. And the other thing is that maybe some of us men, you know, we actually not raised to appreciate the whole thing of rearing children, mm. you know. Mm. Because some of, I mean, many of young men are actually, you know, they come out of a, what you call it, um, single mother situation. Yeah. 
So you find that, I mean, the boy doesn't even experience the mother nursing mm. a child. And he doesn't see that being done by another man. So how do we empower our families um, to not only look at it uh, from a point of our child is growing up, um, but be part, contribute towards the growth of the actual marriage? You know, um, I, I think for me, we're going to have to go into a space which, uh, you know, like you were saying, I'm an Archimoroka. And that space is where we got to start, you know, creating these images. Mm. You know, comfortable images. And and the thing is, sometimes there is this temptation or this belief, actually, not uh, temptation, this belief that when you tell stories that are educative, they can be boring, mm. you know. Everybody knows that their love relationship isn't boring at all because there is always drama. But I think the challenge for us creatives is to keep the drama on, even when you are dealing with a a cohesive situation. And we have to create those images, and people have got to see those images being portrayed. And as people, we are naturally... Uh, we're aping a lot. We ape a lot. Mm. You know, and if ever we see something and it feels good, and that is where people are going to realize that men do feel, you know, and if a man sees another man doing something good and it feels good, he would want to emulate that. Uh-huh. So we need to elevate more the good um, that men do in the and relationships. We have to. And with us, we got but to remember we as well, uh, Chriselda, that we come from a history yeah. of uh, decolonization, of the degradation of the black men. One of the things that gets my goat is how, for instance, you would see a man just, you know, what is it, uh, take a piss on the street. Mm without consideration of other. But you have to remember that also these are people that during the apartheid days, they were denigrated by the Volavala, you know, where men were inspected and they would be standing in a queue naked Mm. Mm. and being inspected for, you know, TB and STIs, Mm. you know, and in a very humiliating way. So another thing, we come from that history. And so when you see it happening in the township the way it is happening, you realize that we have lost a sense of self and we've got to go back to dignity. Mm. You know, and, because, and we because been, the current I mean, generation colonization had done was to strip us of our dignity. And, and for the current generation, it's not familiar. Um, it, it's not understood what it means uh, to be a man, uh, given they, that context. They grow, they grow and are being, you know, one, one amazing uh, film, uh, which is a play by, uh, it was done recently by Denzel, Denzel Washington, yeah. uh, called Fences. You know, that play basically just shows the, the, the you know, damaged masculinity. Yeah. You know, and I mean, his father was damaged, mm-hmm. and he, he becomes a replica of his father. And and he hated his father being um, that damaged. Exactly. Like a ripple then, effect. But he continues the damage, he damages his son. Oh, gosh.
And I guess at, at some point we need to um, reflect, as you did say, that uh, go back and, and change the narrative, uh, rewrite the script as, as we teach got to our boys a new story. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I do say is that because I mean, I was, you know, my, my, I wasn't raised by my biological father. And I thought, um, you know, by just being a father to my children, that was the thing. And that was why I had that conversation with my boy, Mm. you know. And I realized that, look, I've been taking care of you. You've known me from birth up until now you were 19. But did I do a good job? I mean, and I asked him a question. I said, when you were growing up, didn't you wish that I was always there? Mm. Tears welled up in my son's eyes. And I said, you see, you see, I thought I, I'm doing a, a, a good job by being there for you. What a man needs is that when you make a baby, yeah. you sleep and wake up with that baby in the same house for the rest of your life. Got you. If you're not ready, put on the, you know, the rubber. That's just it. You know? Mr. Gangob, thank you. Thank you, Thank ma'am. you very much. We'll keep knocking. And thank you for the good work that you do um, in, in, you know, uh, having different conversations on, on gender equality. Thank you. Thank you very much, Christelle. Thank you very much. Uh, that was men talk and uh, men being rushed into marriage, regardless of immaturity, as we try to give boys a new story. And just looking at how um, we, we socialize our young men uh, and, and what contribute to, how do we contribute to them not being homemakers? That was uh, Mr. Silo Makiganyumbe.